say yes to drugs to the point of making others uncomfortable, even if it makes, meaning making ourselves unpopular. And drug abuse is not a crime. Drugs and excessive alcohol are used by former Attorney General Meese. Drugs help us create love and hope and trust and confidence, and cocaine makes me happy. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. And I'm Harrison. Harrison, are you uh, practicing your English, uh, your English accent for your your trip? Oh, that's right. Well, <laughs> it sounds rather convincing. If you uh, went to Iowa, like if you're in Iowa, I bet you could yep. pull that off. No, I'm not. I'm not practicing uh, to fool anyone. I just want to really just get fucking punted in the balls a bunch of times. In you know? glass, maybe. In glass, I mean, that could probably happen. If I could get a nice fucking scar out of that. So uh, you must be pretty stoked about this whole Brexit thing because this is a great time to go to the UK. You, I haven't even like I haven't hadn't been following it, and uh, it has a name I didn't like. I was like Brexit. I don't. What is that? I thought it was I, some kind of weird European cracker. Yeah, like it's like, like oh, a, I'm going to put a little yeah. bit of chocolate. Uh, what's that chocolate Nutella? Yeah, I put a little Nutella in my yeah. Brexit. That's well, what I thought it was. Take the Greek yogurt and put it in the Brexit, which is some kind of muesli. Yeah, that figures um, like some kind of muesli crack. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, so I, and then I woke up fucking yesterday, and it's like, ah, David Cameron is resigning <laughs> and everything, you know, okay, sure. No, right. it's a huge thing. Like, yeah. I was actually quite shocked. Like, I knew about the referendum, and I knew right. there was going to be a vote, but I was like, oh, there's no way they're going to ever vote to leave. Right. And I think they even did. And it was did. a popular vote, right? It was everybody voted. Yeah, it was an everybody vote right. thing. And I think they did, like, preliminary polling, yeah. and it's like, yeah, to remain just totally blew everything away. But then when it actually came down to going to the polls and mm-hmm. voting, yeah, it's like the people that did that voted to leave. Because the young people are so apathetic that they just don't give a shit. Like right. They'll, they'll post about it on Twitter. Right, yeah. And they'll post yeah. about it on Facebook. Right. But they're not going to go walk their lazy yeah. ass down to the uh, polling station they'll, go and vote. They'll make animated fucking gifs and shit. Which uh, Bernie Sanders has already actually been feeling the same, uh, you know, the same thing. Yeah. Because Bernie Sanders has all these like fervent mm. supporters. Mm. But when it comes down to actually go voting in a primary, they're like, oh, we, we have to do what? Yeah. Like you, you actually have to vote. You you actually have to act on how you uh, you believe here. Right, and, and that's the yeah. same, same thing that, that that happened in the in the UK. It's the people that ended up showing up at to, at the polls are the old people who are scared shitless because they have demagogues like yeah. Farage telling them telling them that uh, more immigrants come to your country, less health care is available to you. Yeah, and so uh, you know once once they secede from the EU, it's like three hundred fifty million pounds are going to go back to healthcare to help you. Lie. So what's going to happen to all these Slovenian prostitutes? You know, that's, what that's are they going to do? About. Yeah. yeah, and who's going to clean all the hotels? I foresee a lot of weddings, a lot of <laughs> weddings in the future. Is what I, what well, I'm, but the thing is, uh, you, know. you know, now is a great time to go to the UK because uh, I, I read that the pound, because everyone's all freaking out because uh, it, you know, because the, uh, the the economy fell, um, mm. the economy is affected. And everyone's freaking out. The pound fell to a dollar thirty six. Right. It's the lowest it's been since. 85, like 30 years. I know, that's crazy. 
It's awesome. It's always been like at least a buck fifty, you know. At least, like when I was there, it was yeah. like a buck sixty or buck yeah. seventy or something. A buck thirty. Yeah. Yeah, you should be like getting prostitutes, hotel rooms. Oh yeah. And I don't know if uh, does does this affect the drug trade? Hmm. Not sure how that works. It's a good question. Yeah. But anyway, it's a good time to go. When when yeah. are you actually going? Uh, I'm going like fucking Thursday. This Thursday. And then... Uh, oh, you're leaving this now? Na- upcoming yeah, yeah. Thursday? Yes, yes. Oh, shit. I need and to And then I'm that. doing this fucking thing. The drinks at World's End. I got to put a Facebook bullshit event thing together. But July 8th... You have 8th, to do the event. All right, I will. July 8th. July, July 8th, 8th is the date I'm doing a, that shit. What is yeah. that, like a Friday? Yeah. And I'm going to... I, I want to try to go to Glasgow. What, did you fucking fly to Glasgow or back from... Well, I did. I did went to Dublin, no. mm. Edinburgh. I took a train from Edinburgh to Glasgow. And then you flew... And then flew from Glasgow to London. Okay. But you know, you can go to like one of those... Uh, London has like 10 airports. You can go to like... I think we flew into Gatwick. Right. But if you manage to get from London to mm. Gatwick, which is like a three-hour saga to get up there. Mm. But once you get up, get to Gatwick, it's not that expensive to fly to Glasgow. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, mm. it's, it's not that bad. You can take a cab from Glasgow or to Glasgow, but so it's it's uh, yeah, it's a good time. Mm. Get to meet up with some people. People, I hope you show uh, Harrison a good time over there. Yeah, there's going to be like fucking populist gangs of uh, Aryan supremacists. <laughs> it's going to be like romper stomper. The anti-immigrants, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the anti-immigrant gangs. But yeah. that's my favorite thing about this 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 Brexit mm. and the repercussions of Brexit is you. Know, the people, people in Europe, but definitely people in the UK, love love to ridicule Americans, big, right. fat, racist, xenophobic mm. Americans, Americans who would, uh, you know, elect a, uh, a nominee like Donald Trump, would have a nominee like Donald Trump calling to raise, uh, you know, build a wall, kick mm. all the Mexicans out, don't allow any Muslims in the country. You're not that much different from us people. Other right. than other than London, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, mm. England's one big fat red state. Yeah, and well, yeah, and uh, you know, let's not forget this is also the fucking country that, uh, you know, knighted a goddamn child molesting radio DJ scumbag, and then gave him <laughs> an asylum to run. You know, I mean, Jimmy Seville, that's insane. Yeah, he did yeah. have an asylum to run. It's like, he? oh, let's get, let's give, you know, that's like this women's prison needs uh, a new warden. Let's get Bill Cosby. You know. It's I the just, same thing. I just wonder how many other uh, states in the union are going to be inspired by this to secede. I heard that uh, Sweden's considering it. I heard France. Hmm. Um, yeah, like other states might have a uh, similar referendum to, to talk about withdrawing from the EU. And I got to say, I'm sort of for it. Because did you ever travel to Europe back then when the dollar was actually worth something? Yes. This is prior prior to the euro. Like yeah. Back then, you could yeah. go get like, what is it, like... 5,000 francs to $1. Oh, yeah, yeah. And especially in the East, before the Eastern European countries joined. Oh, yeah. No, know? that was a big thing. Yeah. You know? Pot, get a, a fucking Prague, get a pint of beer for a fucking quarter. You know? And, and then uh, I remember in uh, Holland, yeah. it was like a, they were on the Gilder. But back then, it was yeah. like 100 Gilders for a suck and a fuck. And that was like literally $26. And now it's like, I don't know, 200 mm. euros. Yeah. And that's even worth, and the euro's worth more than a dollar. Not much. When I lived in Prague, you could get your dick sucked. Buy a gypsy for five dollars, okay? <laughs> Buy a gypsy, <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> you could do that. And heroin was mad fucking cheap. You know, the Turks yeah. sold it out of bars. You could just it was great. Well, back then, I mean, it's you know, it's kind of like uh, let's let's make America great again, maybe. Yes. and uh, have a dollar. Mm. It's worth something. When was America great? <laughs> I don't think I, it, you know, I don't think it ever has when, been great. Like, 
When did this happen? I think it's more like, I like the hats that are going around with the slogan. Yeah. Let's make America hate again, because right. that's exactly what's going on here. Yeah. Although, you know, I think to, to sum all this, this thing up is uh, Ricky Gervais probably had the best tweet about it. Did mm. you? Um, he tweeted out, all jokes aside, mm. in, in reference to this Brexit thing, mm. you know, the rich are still going to be rich, the poor mm. are still going to be poor, right. and everyone's going to blame the foreigners for all their problems. Right, sure. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Right. You know, whether they're a part of the EU or whether they're not, yeah. it's still going to be pointing the fingers at the foreigners, and that's what we do here. Well, the weird thing about the immigration system, uh, situation in, in the UK is that it's, you know, obviously there's a lot of people that's not, that aren't, that are, upset about Muslims and whatnot, but there's still a lot of people that like, it almost mirrors the, the immigration system of like early 20th century United States. Where yeah, people like, like all these Polish coming in here, yeah. to, you know, taking our jobs, building the railroads and such. Yeah. It's like, you know? the, the, we have that same mentality with like the yeah. Irish coming into New York. Yeah. 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 Um, Irish need not apply. But now it's different. Like now it's like, you know, there are whole English towns that are just completely Indian. Right, and I think that's what a lot of the fear mongers and the demagogues are like. Point: This could be your town. Well, so, I, mean, I mean, this all stems. This all stems from anti-immigration sentiment. Well, that to be fair, that's a place they call. You, you can't colonize a place and then expect those people not to be in your fucking yeah. country a hundred years later. That's you know, totally. it's not going to happen. But I mean, I can also understand at the yeah. same time. You know, conversely, like the just the frustration mm. they have with the EU. Yeah, like, I was talking to a friend of mine at work, and he was telling me that mm. the EU in Brussels had like some big vote as to the specific degree mm. of curvature a banana needs to have to be or in order to call it a banana. If it doesn't have this degree of curvature, then it's not a banana. And it's like that. Those are the type of laws that they're, that they're deciding and voting on. And it's, in that sense, I can understand. It's like, what the fuck are we a part of? You know, it's so, so maybe, I'm just thinking about fucking, you know, <laughs> with curved bananas. Curved and, bananas. Yeah. 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 Good uh, God. I wasn't talking about banana dicks. All right. But, you know, I think that the point is, and, you know, a lot of people are making this, like if half as many people showed up for the rallies right. and direct actions as made self-satisfied jokes on the internet, yeah, you know, even in, in the same thing goes in the U.S. Like it's, mm. you know, they'd be still in the European Union and in the U.S. we'd have single payer health care by now. Mm. You know, it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's, it's voter apathy, but yet they're so willing to go onto social media mm. and uh, be, you know, parade their causes my favorite thing to come out of it though is donald trump showing up in scotland the day after brexit that is pretty good just gloating yeah. he gets off the plane and uh he tweets us out yeah. just arrived in scotland place is going wild yeah. over the vote yeah. they took their country back just like we'll take america back no yeah. games you know donald trump is such a bell end yeah. if, if he would have actually paid attention to uh, to the media, you would have seen that Scotland voted almost two to one to remain in the in the union. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a fucking idiot. Right. But the best thing about it is it inspired all these uh, Twitter comments. And oh yes. the, the British are just known for their creative profanity. So mm -hmm. we we have a few of them. All here. right. So yeah, Jennifer Haney says we voted to stay in the EU. You are cockwomble. Go take a swim in the Fartha Clyde. Which, right, so um, to translate this, okay, okay. <laughs> we voted to stay in the EU. You utter cockwomble. Go take a swim in the Firth of Clyde, which I believe is, is that a is, lake or something. It's a pejorative for uh, Colin Firth's swimming pool. Oh, yeah. okay, all uh -huh. right, That's that makes that sense. That, yeah. I could see that. Uh -huh. You could see that. Yeah. So, we voted to remain your polyester cockwomble. <laughs> Cockwomble it's hard to, to do a... this without just sounding like Scrooge McDuck. 
Yeah, no, you I was know? about to say. Yeah, you, don't, just, don't do that that duck noise. Yeah. I've never been. But, uh, you know, it's cockwobble seems to be a very popular uh, pejorative. Oh, it's great. It sounds great. I mean, the, you know, they're the best at coming up with, with nonsense words, you know. It's be- it's all uh, yeah, no, it's Mary great. Poppins. Fault, I, I saw I someone uh, post something about a shit mm. gibbon. They called him a shit gibbon, <laughs> and uh, like a butt plug face or something. Yeah, shit gibbon is great. You know, any yeah. other good ones on there? Oh yeah, uh, we never got a country back. We wanted to remain. Bought your hamster, hit it, bumper away, and boil your lapper. Uh, you might need to translate that one for me. All right, we never got our country back. We wanted to remain. Bolt your hamster, heat it, bam pot away, and boil your napper. Okay, that, see, that was, yeah. I understand. Bolt if, your hamster, heat it, bam pot away, and boil your napper. If you lived in Scotland, uh-huh. you'd be like, ooh, burn. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. you live anywhere else, you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> That's why Donald Trump is just like, okay, whatever you're saying there, Scottish. Scotland voted overwhelmingly to stay in the AU, you weasel-headed fuck-nugget. <laughs> weasel-headed fuck-nugget. It's a great one. I like that Love one. Love it. That's a, that's a good band name. Yeah. Oh, my God. This one's great. Leather-faced shit toboganist. <laughs> <laughs> Leather-faced shit toboganist. Yeah, yeah. Cock-juggling thunder cunt. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Cock juggling thunder cut. Now, thunder cut almost sounds like a type of marijuana you could buy at a dispensary. Mmm, I like that one. Yeah, and here's here's the final one. Uh, Scotland voted to stay and plan a second referendum, you tiny finger, cheeto face, ferret wearing, shit gibbon. Shit gibbon, that's yeah. the one. Shit gibbon. <laughs> what did he go. say? Cheeto face, shit wearing, ferret wearing, shit gibbon. Shit gibbon. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Mm. That's a yeah. Oh, that's mm. amazing. I mean, they you Big know ups to Scotland for their creative use of profanity. They may be you know failures at everything else they've done, but with wordplay, yeah, they're the fucking best. They're geniuses, you know? geniuses. Yeah, and Donald Trump deserves it. that guy's a fucking asshole. He was there because uh, yeah. I guess he's like building a golf course. Mm-hmm. I hope the Scottish mm. just go to his golf course and shit on it. They should use mm. that as like the national toilet of Scotland. Right. Just go take mm. a shit. Mm. On his golf course. That's mm. what you should do. Um, oh, spontaneous beatings. I'm sorry. They, oh, yeah. They really excel they're, They at that are as good well. at spontaneous beatings. Yeah. yeah. Glassing people. I think mm. that's what... Didn't the Glasgow kiss? Like, wasn't that... Uh, the no, same? that's a headbutt. Oh, that's a headbutt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 But, I mean, yeah. the, the fact that they actually have names for their violent actions. Mm-hmm. You know, turns around. That's a, it's a violent society. Um, you know, I read something interesting, actually, uh, that's, that's been going on the internet, and it inspired me. Okay. It's not often that I'm inspired by anything, really, mm. other than uh, maybe I'll see, a, you know, I'll see a picture of a half-naked woman, and I'll be like, hmm, I'm inspired to masturbate, then I'll go to, like, you know, sure. Pornhub or something. But this actually inspired me. Have I you ever some... been walking out, like, walking on Vermont and just seeing some chicks, and then you just, like, kind of quickly head home and just yeah follow in the spank bank and okay. be like i'm gonna head sure. home yeah, yeah it, it yeah. happens to me sometimes when i'm driving home from work right i like see a hot girl either walking and I'll be like yeah i think i might masturbate when i get home yeah yeah inspiration but other than that actually i do occasionally get inspirations from things i read and this inspired me i you know i read something on salon.com and yeah. uh, that site death and taxes I tend, oh was it that to. uh that new uh beyonce think piece is that what inspired you no, but I should check that out. <laughs> no, so uh, Salon.com and uh, several other, a couple other websites pointed out that perhaps Donald Trump 
isn't just an asshole. Perhaps he's not an orange-faced shit or ferret-wearing shit given. Mm -hmm. But maybe what's wrong with him, you know, his uh, racist, xenophobic statements, Mm -hmm. maybe it's more serious than that. Maybe he might be suffering from a condition such as Alzheimer's or dementia. And I was thinking about this. A lot of the things that that Trump says, a lot of his uh, you know complete lack of impulse control, mm. his late night tweets, his uh, you know uh, uh, insults that he throws out that seem to be completely misdirected and just have no reason, you know, there's, there's no cause for these insults, his erratic behavior. I think a lot of it is it indicates the uh, early onset Alzheimer's, like the initial stages of Alzheimer's disease. You, you, I've heard you say this. I'm a little skeptical of it. I gotta say. You know, he's think about this though. Yeah, Donald Trump's seventy years old. If if elected president, he would be the oldest elected president, the oldest sitting president of all time. All right, Reagan, sixty nine years old when he was elected president. Who got Alzheimer's towards the end of his career? Well, Reagan did. Not even the end of his career, end of his second term. Right. Actually, they were saying even when he was in uh, debating Mondale, the beginning mm. of his second term, Reagan was always already showing signs of progressive dementia. Sure. Yeah. So Trump, who has who has who's prone to a lot of gaffes. Right. And the, the guy, you know, has a lot of verbal slip-ups. He, uh, he, he mixes up names. He forgets statements. He just randomly changes the subject when being interviewed. But you should also keep in mind that, A, he's not very bright, right? Yeah, I, I take that back, dude. He graduated with a uh, master's in economics from Wharton University. He was bright at one time. I thought it was an MBA. Yeah, he got a... Uh, I think he got an economics degree, actually. Let me see here. Degree in economics from Wharton. Yeah, but, you know. But you I'm don't have to be a genius to do that, He's college educated. Okay, he's college. I guess you know. Bush went to Yale. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's dumb. I'm just saying he's not that bright. He's getting older. You start, your mind starts to go a little bit. You know, you, you mix things up. It's fine. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. And also, he's, he just has an uninhibited, unchallenged ego so he can just, you know, he's just, he's, spout off his rhetoric because he has yeah. an unchecked ego. But yeah. that that right there is a sign of lack of impulse control, which a lot of Alzheimer's patients have. But why would he have impulse control? He's only been rewarded for bad behavior his entire life with his reality I show. I just feel and, like when you're yeah. in a social setting, like yeah. a debate or something, there's like a code of conduct yeah. that you should adhere to. But Trump just doesn't even care about that. And I think part of it's because, you know, maybe he has the initial stages of dementia or Alzheimer's and it just doesn't even occur to him. Hmm. Get this. Listen to this. Let's, right. let's analyze a few of these gaps. Hmm. So uh, just recently he was in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he was like speaking to some crowd in Republican rally. Mm-hmm. And he actually asked about Joe Paterno. Remember Joe Paterno, the coach that was at Is University? Is the one who let that other guy Sandusky rape kids or rape whatever? Kids, yeah. yeah, yeah, And Paterno, uh, you know, resigned. Sure. Uh, you know, and uh, is embarrassed. He resigned and uh, was publicly shamed. Yeah. And uh, I guess they, they did, the school, like, eventually like, ended up building up a statue because they were building him a statue or commemorating him because, I mean, he was a famous coach. But Trump was like, yeah, we should bring him back. We should rehire him as a coach. Joe Paterno died in 2012. Well, maybe had, maybe Donald Trump has the technology to bring back the dead. You don't know. <laughs> maybe he you thinks he does. Yeah, you don't know what he's got cooking in that fucking tower, that golden tower. Then, okay, <laughs> then like during the debates, he was in the debates and uh, yeah. I think it was Sean Hannity. Maybe it was Sean Hannity. It was one, of, uh, one of the moderators asked him, you know, asked him about like, you know, what would you do for this country? And he, this, is, this is Trump's response. Mm. We need brain in this country to turn it around we need brain absolutely 
So grammatical, I mean, look at it. Remember Pinky in the Brain, you know? Yeah, but you said we need brains, mm. but we need brain. So maybe we can mm. we can dismiss this as, oh, he misspoke. We he was need like, brains. You know, he was speaking publicly. Uh-huh. But then look at this. When uh, he was actually uh, mm. being asked by Sean Hannity about how they're going to turn this country around yeah. and which government agencies he was planning mm. to get rid of, Trump made his own government agency. What is it? The Department of Environmental, the DE, the, I think he called it just the DEP. Like he, Department I think he was, of Environmental Protection. That's a real. It's not. It's the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. Oh, well, it's a state. In a state, it's called the, the, the DEP, like in Rhode Island. It's the Department the DEP. of en- Environmental Protection. I I think he was. Uh, I, let's let, let's play right. this. I actually have a clip here. All play right. this. All right, I got a couple. There is no Department of oh, Environmental. All right, motherfucker, I'm doing it. But largely, we can eliminate the Department of Education, Department of Environmental. I mean, the DEP is killing us environmentally. It's just killing our businesses. That can be. But huh. Just uh, let's eliminate the Department of Education. We don't need that. Yeah, yeah. Who I needs mean, to be educated? Whatever, you know. And, uh, and, you know, perhaps if he was educated, he'd realize there is no Department of Environmental. Right. You know, I heard that weave cost $60,000. Yeah, I heard I heard it's like, uh, although it wasn't proven, but uh, Gawker did some investigative piece on it. Yeah. And there's a company that's actually in Trump Tower mm. that makes these expensive weaves. I'm going to fucking miss Gawker, I got to say. Well, we'll see mm. what happens to it. Um... But yeah, but but then this and this is probably uh, oh, this is the best one. This is probably the best yeah. one. I mean, it was yeah. just probably one of his uh, <laughs> biggest gaffes. Yeah, is when he mistakenly screwed up speaking to New Yorkers on nine eleven, and he called yeah. it seven eleven instead of nine eleven. So let's, let's and this, this is one. really where he 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 tops himself as a creature that defies parody. You know, <laughs> so. I think what I want to do is I want to talk just for a second. I wrote this out, and it's very close to my heart because I was down there. And I watch our police and our firemen down on 7-Eleven, down the World Trade Center, right after they came down. And I saw the greatest people I've ever seen in action. I saw the bravest people I've ever seen. Yeah. What were they doing? Getting donuts? Yeah, yeah. A big gulp? They were, they were tremendous. <laughs> they were, I saw them down at 7-Eleven getting a Mountain Dew flavored big gulp. <laughs> Slurpee. It was, it, was, it was just tremendous. But, but the thing is, I mean, everybody, you know, I think every pundit and uh, mm. uh, late night talk show host like had a field day with this. Yeah. But I mean, it's okay. If it happens every now and then, you'd be like, all right, it's a verbal mm. slip up. It's fine. But this to me is the mm. hallmark mm. of initial Alzheimer's stages. Yeah. These continual gaffes that just kind of yeah. slip out. You know, I went to get sushi last night. And there was a, a like a, a roll sushi roll on the menu that was the nine one one roll, and, the nine one one roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, What's yeah, I'll have the nine eleven roll. <laughs> Said really loudly in the in the restaurant. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> never forget the nine mm-hmm. eleven roll. Yeah, but I mean, when Trump speaks, though, let's let's topics aside. When he speaks, mm-hmm. he's almost completely incoherent. Yeah, he's a little. He's wet. hard to follow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's like he speaks like he he has to mm-hmm. drop his loaded terms and his rhetoric, you yeah. know, to appeal to his uneducated masses. But uh, listen to this: Washington Post was uh, talking to him there, asked him mm-hmm. if he'd consider using a tactical nuclear weapon against ISIS. And here's mm-hmm. Trump's response: I don't want to use. I don't want to start the process of nuclear, whatever that means. Okay. Remember the one thing everybody has said: I'm a counterpuncher. Rubio hit me. Bush hit me. When I said low energy, he's a low energy individual. He hit me first. I spent, by the way, eighteen. No, he spent eighteen million dollars worth of negative ads on me. That's funny. And then he just kind of like stopped speaking. Yeah. So the Washington Post interjected, 
this question is about ISIS. Mm. Would you use a tactical nuclear weapon against mm. ISIS? Here's Trump's response. I'll tell you one thing. It's a very good-looking group of people out here. Can I just go around <laughs> so you know who the, who the hell I'm talking to? Think of the guy's not even yeah, yeah. paying attention. I'll tell you one thing. Look at this guy. <laughs> hey, hey, get a load of this guy. This guy's not what I'm talking about. Stand up, sir. Where are you from? Okay. <laughs> I yeah. know. Yeah, he's great. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like he's not even paying attention. He's not following a conversation. No. And you look at his, his, the words he uses, his speech mm. patterns, his struggle with just basic grammar, complete lack of syntax. What is a tactical nuclear weapon? Is it like those things that they shot in Starship Troopers, like into the bug holes? Is that, that a tactical? Yeah. I imagine it's probably, yeah, you know, I actually have no idea. Ah, I right. imagine maybe it's something like the, it's a special kind of ballistic or missile oh, or something. I'll ask Neil Patrick Harris next time I see him. But like 90% of the time, I mean, the guy graduated from Warden with a right. degree in economics. Mm. He is educated. He, mm. I guess it's debatable, but he's a, he's a businessman that has had a few successes at one time. Though to be fair, I have an MBA from one, a top school and... You really got to be a fucking retard to fuck that shit up. They really put in, you know, they really stack the deck in your favor there once you get in. Especially when your father's yeah. making all these donations. Yeah. Like the worst you can get, the way the grades, the worst you can get is like a C, you know? But it seems like the guy can't make a coherent statement. He can't even speak coherently. No. Which, uh, you know, makes me think Alzheimer's dementia could be a major, you know, real possibility. All right. You know, and so... You know, this is from Salam, but they mm. say the Alzheimer's Association says that if two of the following core mental functions mm. seem impaired, then it's time to seek medical help. Memory, communication, language, ability to focus and pay attention, reasoning and judgment, and visual perception. Uh, mood and behavior changes, deepening confusion about events, unfounded suspicions about family, friends, and professional caregivers. Mm -hmm. What has he said about Obama? He was trying to tie him just recently to ISIS for the Orlando the shooting in Orlando. Mm. You know, it's, you know he's, a, he's a conspiratorialist. The guy has all these conspiracy theorists. Though it would be hilarious, because if, if that were true, then he would probably just think it's the 80s all the time, <laughs> back in the prime of his life. The, yeah, his, yeah, his halcyon days. Yeah, and, you know? and call, calling Obama Webster, you know, like, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what's yeah. his name, Raj from uh, What's Happening? Yeah. Obama yeah. kind of looks like Raj. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Mm. But I mean, look at Trump's aggressive late night mm. tweets, his childish behavior, his name calling, his mood swings. Mm. I mean, that, that's the thing. Alzheimer's been known as being hereditary. Mm. His father died of it. Right. So, so this is what I'm saying, people. I think Harrison and I, mm -hmm. the Sick and Wrong podcast, mm. are going to create a petition, a petition online that we're going to get people to sign to force mm. Donald Trump to undergo an MMSE. An MMSE mm. is a mini mental state exam. And so a lot of uh, uh, mental health practitioners will uh, give patients an MMS MMSE if they're showing any signs of Alzheimer's. Okay. And Trump's already shown like 10 different signs of Alzheimer's. All right. So, it's, uh, so I think much like, mm. much like Trump forced Obama to show his birth certificate and had mm. petitions online because he's a truther, I think we should be a, you know, an Alzheimer's truther. I would like to know. I mean, Trump did undergo Let's a medical evaluation. Let's hire some investigators. Let's do well, it. He had an evaluation by the like his no. longtime doctor who's like, oh, he's in complete health. Mm. You know, but they didn't mention anything about no. his mental health. Yeah. So, I mean, Hillary can have the same test. Right. But it's, a, it's an MM, MMSE. And so what happens, the health pr professional asks a patient a series of questions designed to test a range of everyday mental skills. Uh, the maximum score is 30 points. A score of 20 to 24 suggests mild dementia. 13 to 20 suggests moderate. And anything less than 12 indicates severe. So on average, the MMSE score of a person with Alzheimer's declines about two to four points each year. So think about it. If Trump already scored low, 
By the yeah. time he's done being president at 74, I mean, he could have full-blown Alzheimer's. Yeah. Do yeah. you want a guy who has access to nuclear weapons mm. to have full-blown Alzheimer's? He's going to launch a nuclear strike against the Ayatollah, you know? <laughs> then we'll all be screwed. Because yeah. he's going to think it's yeah. the 80s. Then go home and watch Miami Vice. You know, I, I, I just want... I mean, you look at, like, yeah. uh, you look at Reagan. I mean, mm. Reagan had Alzheimer's towards the end of his life, and he died of Alzheimer's. Right. But, but uh, Trump would be the oldest sitting president. And they, they did tests like uh, they, they actually uh, they've done studies on, on things that Reagan, Reagan has spoken or Reagan speeches and things that he said. And that they found several different uh, different uh, um, things that indicated Alzheimer's. His use of repetitive words, substituting nonspecific terms like thing for specific nouns. Trump right. does that. Um, I do that a lot too, though. This increased towards sure. the end of Mr. Reagan's presidency. Yeah, but you're high. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a third measure is use of unique words declined. Trump, Trump's already done that. But it makes me wonder, though, if Trump dumbs down his language to appeal to his voter block, though. You know? Well, I mean, he did say, what is that quote where he's like, I love the uneducated. Yeah. You know? Then, so. well, because they'll vote without questioning him. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, he loves them. Um, but I mean, th- th- this article I read in the New York Post here is saying, if the day comes when such tests to detect the earlier stages mm-hmm. of Alzheimer's and other neurological diseases become widely established, mm-hmm. you know, we should question whether or not we should screen candidates for the White House and other public mm-hmm. offices. So I'm thinking we should screen Trump for uh, being a president. Is, is he a viable, is he mentally viable yeah. To be president. I think he should have to take an MMSE. Okay. So let's start this petition. All right. I'll, I'll, I've never actually done an online petition, but I couldn't imagine it being too difficult. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. He loves them, see? He loves the poorly loves educated. Them. Yeah. Well, because they're the, they're, they're the people that are voting for him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But I wonder if they'll still vote for him if they think that he has Alzheimer's. Yes. You think so? Yeah. I mean, he is the guy who said that he could go on to Fifth Avenue and just start shooting people. And he'd still get the votes. Do you think they'll vote for him if he's if he's a, comes out like he's a pedophile? No, I think that's the one. <laughs> that's that's the one, one thing, thing you can't do. You All know? right, people. I guess we're gonna have to prove that Trump's a pedophile. Yeah, unless I, you're also a radio DJ, then apparently it's fucking fine. You know, <laughs> in England. Yeah. Um, I just want to. I just want to get. I just want to get enough people to sign this petition to have Donald Trump yeah. undergo a mental competency exam. Yeah, and I, I think he has Alzheimer's. And uh, I, I think that I'm also going to uh, tack on an amendment to this petition uh, to prove that R&B singer Montel Jordan is actually a reptilian. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. I'm, just gonna, I'm tacking it on to yours. Did uh, he screw sing up your Return whole thing. of the Mac? I think he might. He was the one who's I like, love that this song. is how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he might have yeah. done Return of the Mac. I, I think he did Return of the Mac, too. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. on that note, people, this is episode 538 here of Sick and Wrong. Coming up next, we have Fistful of Steel. And after that, we have some phone calls. Um, first, let's play a promo from AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one free item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free exclusive gift. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And what's that free exclusive gift? It's the Clip Bumper, the ideal pleasure ring for couples. He'll love the way this love ring lets him stay harder, longer. It increases the strength of orgasm, and she'll love the way the pleasure nubs thrill her sweet spots. The unique bumper stimulates her clitoris, and it's soft and stretchy for a comfortable fit. The Clip Bumper is made of premium silicone, it's waterproof, and it's compatible with all water-based lubes. Use code DIDDLE at checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E at adamandeve.com. 
That is absolute bull piss. Absolutely. Uh, my sperm was as potent as it got because I knocked up a broad who had a black baby. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm inciting violence, and somebody bring me up on charges because that is horse shit. That motherfucker goes into my... This is my realm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going back to the old school, back in the 50s and the 1940s when they used to use VD for venereal disease. Fuck the STDs, I still have VD. No fucking way. I don't buy it, I don't believe it, and I think it's pure fabric. Steel. Yeah. Hey, how's tricks? Good. Yeah, it's nice. I'm carrying uh, them right now. Yeah. Hey, I, I figured. I, I didn't want to interrupt. I noticed it rang a few times before I finally got a hold of you. And I was just like, I don't know what he's doing in there. I don't know if you consider masturbating, turning tricks, or what you call it th- these days. But I'm hoping well, I'm not I, interrupting I anything. Turning tricks, being with your mouth on the wrong end of the goalie hole. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> at a pickle park out here, second dick. So I was in between dicks when you called. <laughs> Pickle Park. <laughs> well, anyway, it's another fistful of steel. And uh, before we get started, because uh, we, we we got some uh, some uh, important rants to get to, you sent me some uh, very topical ones this week. I had a, I have an anecdote that you're going to appreciate. So a couple weeks ago, I was in Vegas uh, with a lady, and we were staying at the Mirage Casino. So at the Mirage Casino, we went out. We got, we had dinner, got wasted, went back for some sexy time. And at the Mirage, you can actually, they have hookups where you can actually hook up your iPod to, um, to the stereo. So you can put on, you know, put on some music. I don't know. Um, right. Do you usually, do you usually bang listening to music? Do you, do you like to have sex with music? I don't usually bang long enough to even finish one song, let alone worrying about what album to put on. I mean, I, I have probably 50% of the time whenever I bang there's music in the background but it's not like a, a conscious thing where I set up set it up ahead of time I usually just hit the play button on my remote control and whatever's on there is on there do you have like sex music specific music that you listen to no what I usually do is I just put shuffle on and it's like whatever's on the you know the iPod or the my iPhone I'll just shuffle through well, it well I hope you don't funny. have any weird Al Yankovic in your shuffle that's going to really ruin the mood well, you know, even worse. I'm fat. I'm fat. Comes on while you're fucking mid bang. I could maybe uh, throw you off. <laughs> but even worse than that, though. So we go back. Sexy time. We're in like the uh, the, the whatever our suite room is up there in the towers, and we 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 start having sex. I put my iPod on. This iPod actually, I have your rants on. So I have my iPod oh, touch, no. and I have your rants on. I put it on shuffle, and we're like sitting there, you know. A, about to have sex, like just, I was just about to penetrate her, and fucking your, your tampon toxic shock rant came on from like, I don't even know when that was, like a month ago, two months ago, three months ago? It comes on, and, yeah, it was like following like a Nick Cave song, or you know, or a Cure song or something, it comes on, and all of a sudden it's, it's like steel, like, tampons, toxic shock, and I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ, and so I went, and she's like, what's this? And I was like, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's this guy I know. He's he's a guy I I went to high school with. That uh, I, I do a a podcast. She's like, oh, you do what? And I was like, it's a it's a podcast 
that I do with this this guy, and it's it's a segment he does on the show called Fistful of Steel. And I was like, yeah, let me just. And she was like, what? What is he talking about? And so we played it. She wanted to hear it. So we stopped having oh, sex. No. My erection gone. Um, and then we and she wanted to listen to the whole thing. And then she's like, he has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. And so we get this like <laughs> argument. And I'm just like. You know, it, he doesn't. I was like, he, well, maybe he does. I was like, that's besides the point. Like, I'm just going to switch the song. She's like, what, what's this show about? What does he usually talk about? And it's just this whole thing. We got this whole thing. And then I was just like, fuck it. And I put my underwear back on, went and grabbed a drink and just sat there. I was just like, um, and then she wanted me to play more rants of yours that I had on my iPod. Why, so she can just disagree with how right or wrong I am? Like, she, she wants yes. to hear me bitch and moan about something so she can point out the inaccuracies of my statements? Yes, she was upset about it. Whatever you said about tampons, that she wanted to listen to the other rants to be like, what the fuck is he even talking about? Like, she was all like, yeah, like, her feathers were ruffled, so to speak. She was upset. So, in other words, I somehow, without even knowing it, I eventually I, I wound up cock blocking you in Las Vegas three or four weeks ago. That that's my point. Yes, you ended up inadvertently cock blocking me. Not, not the I, whole night. It took a while. We got drunk again, smoked a little weed, and then ended up having sex. But this time, I didn't put any music on. I was just like, well, you know, I'm, I'm just going to leave it off of iPod Shuffle there. <laughs> well, it sounds like you finally learned your lesson, but you had to learn it the hard way. I'm sorry that I'm such a boner killer. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I, I, what, did she bring up specifically what she disagreed with in my toxic shock statement? Was she actually taking my toxic shock and shock rant as being like, so, like I'm some sort of guy that got like, like a science or scientific yeah. in any way, shape, or form? She was disagreeing with the, you know, the, uh, the accuracy of your statements. I think she was just like, that does not cause toxic shock. He obviously doesn't know shit about tampons. Does he even have a girlfriend? I was like, I doubt it <laughs> it's like not well not one that he doesn't pay for and then uh, then it this came this whole thing like why would he even talk about this it's just like oh jesus christ like do we do we have oh, to go God. into this and then i was just thinking i'm like you know what i'm next time i prepare to have sexy time with a girl and put on the ipod on show i'm gonna go through and delete all of your rants out of here <laughs> Cock well, hey, i gotta say i'd like to apologize but quite frankly i think it's your own fault <laughs> it is my fault and i just want to let this be a warning to listeners out there don't play fistful of steel when you're trying to have sex with your significant other yeah make Probably sure you don't game. have any of fistful of steel's rants in your ipod shuffle file so that sounds like it's really fucked you up because you that's the last thing you were expecting oh that, All of a sudden, yeah I cock blocked you. Hey, yeah you it's like spent two hours trying to explain to this bitch what funny is and what funny isn't and she's still not getting the picture no. are you going to see this broad again or is she done with uh, I think I'm kind of doing one of the, I'm doing one of those slow fades slow fades I think what I'm just going to do is just like send her an email with a bunch of your rants and she'll probably never talk to me again it's a good she way to break her, up with a girl miserable. she sounds miserable she sounds <laughs> like she sounds exhausting like it sounds to me like how exhausting that is at fucking one o'clock in the morning at Las Vegas. It's, you know, it's a party town, you're gambling, you're trying to fuck. Wasted. And here's this bro trying to have this fucking uh, disagreement or carry on some sort of debate with you over toxic shock. Uh, she sounds like she, I'd be exhausted. I would have been done with her that. I wouldn't even fucked her. I would have been done before we tried to go around two. I would have just stepped in. I'm getting another room. I'm going to leave a flight back to L.A. Well, welcome to dating in California. That's a, that's how it works here. <laughs> Girls get upset when they hear when they hear men talking about tampons. 
That's, that's how it works. I, I'm glad it did. I'm glad Brexit didn't come up. I don't even want to know what you wanted to talk about that. Um, well, you'd still be talking to her about it, I'm afraid. <laughs> so, Steele, I, you know, I was reading uh, one of your Facebook updates, and I saw that last night. I don't know. Were you celebrating Brexit? I'm not quite sure. You're, you're, you're definitely doing something to, uh, to uh, commemorate the occasion. You ate an English muffin. You uh, drank an Old English. You listened to uh, <laughs> Judas Priest, British Steel, and you put on some English leather, um, and uh, you had your scrotum licked by an English bulldog. What, what, what's the deal here? So you were celebrating the, uh, the secession from the EU? Yeah, I, I was celebrating in honor of my limey brethren. I was celebrating what we consider their American Revolution <laughs> by uh, you know, separating from this, this faggy uh, European Union that they've been beholden to now for nearly 20 years. I'm glad. I'm always glad whenever somebody strips away another level of government. And I know you'll have half the limeys tell me it was a good thing. You'll have the other half say it was a bad thing, and those are the half that vote him out. But the bottom line is the more government you have, the higher levels of government. It's a big enough pain in the ass dealing with local governments or even a condominium association government body, let alone having to deal with an international ruling body like that's located over yeah. in the Netherlands or something. <laughs> so, yeah, I was trying to celebrate and pay homage to those Brits and try to let them know that I support them. I maybe went about it the wrong way. I maybe went about it in somewhat of a... Uh, I don't know if it was uh, a very sensitive matter because all, basically all I did was... It was party or, or, yeah. or celebrate by using anything that had the term English or British in the title. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the way I saw them. That's the way I see them. I see them as basically um, those things that I celebrated with. That's how I see the British people. I like the fact that uh, you still wear English leather. That's a, that's a nice, uh, nice cologne there. Oh, yeah, I smell. also have British sterling that I sometimes splash on the back of my neck. The ladies love it. They think <laughs> that they're about ready to get fucked by somebody from 1983. <laughs> yeah, like English leather was the uh, the old Axe body spray. Like you know, like this was before Axe. That's what uh, that's what men used to use: Old Spice and English leather. Oh but, yeah, yeah. yeah but, now, but now it's it's kind of uh, evolved or devolved into Axe body spray. So anyway, th- uh, the first rant here has to do with uh, the UK splitting from the uh, the uh, EU. Oh, goodness gracious. I see where you limeys have just voted yourselves out of the European Union, which I'm hoping for my sake is just some backdoor ploy to actually force Canada to leave North America. Anyway, now that you Brits are finally free again, maybe you can get back to making good music and comedy again. Remember when you fuckfaces used to send us all your good shit like Benny Hill, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, Motorhead, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and the Culture Club? Yeah, that's right. I said the Culture Club. I don't care what you cunts say. That boy George cocksucker could carry a tune. Anyway, ever since since you pricks joined that EU, the only things you assholes have given us is One Direction and Russell Brand. So now that you told the EU to go suck on your great big Union Jack dick, get your shit together and cut out the crap. But more importantly, I'm hoping this vote of yours is going to result in you limeys to stop calling cigarettes fags and to go back to calling fags fags. Although I imagine over there these days, if you call a fag a fag, then that fag probably just thinks you're calling him a fag and actually referring to him as a cigarette. So come on, you limey fags, and straighten up all this fag confusion of yours. I need to know what's a fag and what's not a fag. Because if I ever come to a pub over in London, I have to know if the term bumming a fag means that I want to borrow a smoke or if it means that I want to fuck another man in the ass. Anyway, congratulations to you limey fags for splitting away from all those other fags over in the European Union. 
So uh, have you always been confused by the uh, their their use of the term fag? Yeah, I, I, well, I'm not so much confused as I am amused by it. I, I, I've been trying to bring that term here uh, by calling cigarettes fags, and then people look at me like, like I'm calling them a fag, <laughs> and I'm calling them a homo, <laughs> telling them they suck dicks or fudge pack or fruit burglars or whatever. They don't get it because, you know, Americans are very isolated in their, their culture. So I've been trying, what I've been trying to do is diversify our culture over here. Whenever I see somebody fucking pulling a smoke, I say, hey, you're going to light up that side? And they look at me like I'm insulting them. And I'm not. I'm, I'm talking about their, you know, their choice of uh, tobacco. But they don't get it. But I still think in the, in the same notion, you should never... You should never, like, abandon one use of the word fag for another. In other words, if they want to continue calling cigarettes fags, I'm okay with that. But let's not get away from what fag really was intended to be used for, and that's to call fags fags. So that's all I'm trying to tell them. Is that's, but, but I'd like to know, from my own standpoint, if I ever decide to, to travel over to England, I need to kind of know what that term means before I just throw it out nonchalantly. The next thing I know, I'm going to have some big, burly limey sucking me in the butt. Yeah, as I was about to say, it's a, you know, I would, if you went over there, <clears throat> if you went over there, I would probably stick to uh, using the term cigarette if you're going to refer to, uh, to, uh, to, you know, to, to tobacco. I'd probably avoid using fag unless you're in the company of a bunch of other people using fag, you know, the, the, the fag word so freely. Okay. I, I imagine. You've been in the UK, right? You, you've been over there a few times. Yeah, and, and so because I've been over there and I'm, uh, you know, knowledgeable of their culture, I can go up to an Englishman and be like, hey, pardon me, sir, can I butt fuck your fag? And then he'll give me his cigarette so I can light my cigarette from his cigarette. But see, I know how to speak their lingo. Well, you're you're world traveled, unlike me. Uh, so, so I'm just saying, it's, I think it's very useful information and knowledge uh, for somebody to have before they decide to cr- you know cross over the pond and go to a pub over there. Because I think you could wind up in a predicament you weren't expecting if you get the terminology wrong. And I know they use other things. You know, they use bullocks and stuff. For I always thought they use bullocks for ass, but then one of these ladies told me no, they use it for your ball. Like they call your balls your bullocks. So, so they have a a lot of lingo that I don't under like they throw around maybe I think I know what they mean but then it turns out I really don't know what they mean so even though they speak English it's a totally different English than what we speak in America yeah no they, they definitely have their their cultural um, idiom that they, that they use but uh, you know the term uh, fanny you know have you ever heard that the term fanny uh, refers to a, a vagina over there now and here you'd say a girl's fanny is a girl's ass it's like an older term Right, right. You know, like, right. oh, I slipped and fell on my fanny. We're not talking about some squash, some old squash that tripped and fell on her tongue. We're talking about she yeah. fell on her backside. Yeah, no, the English have like a whole, they, they have a brilliant vocabulary in, in their usage of terms. Did you see that whole thing of uh, with Donald Trump was just in Scotland and uh, the Scottish like started tweeting out all these names like cock, womble, shit, gibbon. Like they just, they have a brilliant vocabulary and they're, they're so great at, uh, at putting down others with just very colorful language. That's why I always appreciate, appreciate the English and the Scots and the Irish. But this whole thing with the, with the EU, yeah, I think it's kind of a wake-up call. It's like, you know what I, what I like about it? It's, it's, it's like, you know, they, they mock us, they ridicule us, you know, for having the red states and the, the crazy religious wackos and the, the, the Trump fans talking about the building of the wall. It's like, you people aren't that different. Other than London and Scotland and Northern Ireland, 
Your whole country's a red state. So, uh, so yeah. enjoy this. It really is. And I mean, you know, they've been throwing stones for decades. Yeah. At, you know, how brash Americans or the Yanks are. And we are. We're very brash people. Here they are. They're just as, like you just proven with the, the, what the Scots were tweeting out and whatnot about Trump. They're, they're ten times more vulgar than we are. But it, it, they get away with it because they got that cute little accent and they wear a kilt. So, I mean, oh, it's cute. They can, they can call somebody a cunt or they can call them a dickhead. And it's adorable because they have that little British accent. But when we do it, we're brash, big, brash, you know, Americans, insulting, yeah. arrogant Americans, you know. <laughs> The other thing with the Scots is they can, you know, they can say as many insulting comments that they want and no one can understand what the fuck they're saying unless it's written down. If they write it down in a tweet, then we can actually hear these words like cockwomble. Never even heard about that. I'd never even heard that term before. Yeah, well, they're very creative. I mean, they do make up a lot of terms like that are very native to their own people, like things that, you know, you can tell, sometimes you can tell even by not knowing what the nationality of the person who wrote it or tweeted it is. You can sometimes just by like the, the even if it's a word you've never seen before, you can sometimes look at it and go, oh, that definitely came from Ireland or that definitely came from a Scotsman because they, they have kind of their own their own level of in, like their their own creativity when it comes to insults, like things that you know are 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 uniquely their own. But you know they've been throwing, like I said, they're throwing stones at us for so many years. But you're talking about a a population of people who's not unusual to get crushed during a soccer match or a soccer <laughs> game, whatever the fuck they call soccer, a game, a match. I'm not even sure. But these are people that have have literally been crushed to death just by watching a soccer match because of the outcome. So. I mean, they're not that far from us. They want to pretend like they are, but they're really very, very similar to us when it boils right down to it. Exactly. I think it's like, just watch who you point fingers at. You know who summed it up perfectly? I don't know if you like Ricky Gervais, but Ricky Gervais sent out a tweet about the EU, and he said, you know, he's like, all jokes aside, the rich are still going to be rich, the poor are still going to be poor, and we're all going to blame the immigrants for everything. You know, the foreigners. And that's kind of how yeah. it works in, in America. It's like the rich are still going to be rich. Poor are still going to be dirt poor, no matter who you elect. And we're all going to blame the foreigners. You well, know? I think that's true. I mean, it's true in Germany right now. They're blaming all the, you know, all the, the immigration from the Middle East over there. I think, I think every, every country, no matter whether it's in Europe, whether it's in Asia or wherever, but especially European and, and, and North America, where it seems that we probably have a bigger... Uh, influx of immigrant, allow a bigger influx of immigration where you're always going to have those people as the scapegoats, the rich, the poor, and the, the foreigners or the illegal immigrants yeah, or the, the legal immigrants, immigrants yeah. or whatever. So, I mean, I don't think it's uniquely an American or uniquely a British thing. I think it's uniquely just a, it's a human thing. thing. I think yeah. it's human, yeah. And it's really easy for leaders to uh, to exploit these fears. I and mean, that's, how, that's how you have a guy like Donald Trump or you have a guy like Farage who, uh, who in the U.K., um, and, that, and that's why you have all these people regretting it the day after because they weren't educated enough to, to, to learn about the referendum. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm wondering if like other countries now are going to try to vote to secede from the EU. And we'll see. I, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. I think there's a lot of people that, a lot of countries that have wanted out of it. And if you, as long as you can, 
you know, as long as you stay the course, you'll, you'll be able to still trade with those neighbors because they're not going to give up that trade with you. You're still, you can still profit and be, but still at the same time have your own sovereignty and autonomy and not be, you know, have this ruling committee over, you know, in another part of the world that's, that's got any say over what you do in any way, shape, or form. So I think it'll be a positive thing in the long run as long as they don't uh, have an knee-jerk reaction and start to backtrack and backpedal and try to push through another referendum to go back. <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I do wonder what it's gonna, how this is gonna affect the next subject of the next rant here: terrorism. Here, here we have the uh, your rant about the golden age of terrorism. I remember the golden age of terrorism back in the 1970s when terrorists would just hijack a plane to get a free ride to Cuba. Terrorism back then was like softcore porn. Sure, there were a few death threats and some ransom demands, maybe a dead Jew or two, but beyond that, nothing ever really happened. In other words, there was no penetration and no money shot. But this terrorism today is like hardcore Japanese anal electric eel gangbang porn. In other words, by the time it's all over, it's real messy and everybody's crying. You know, you got a good point there. It is, terrorism really has ramped up a few notches. Yeah, I mean, I think they keep trying to outdo themselves. You know, I mean, I think each each new event is trying to top the one, uh, the, the event from uh, the previous event, the one before. So it's uh, I think definitely stepping it up. I think it's the Arabic nations, these Arabic terrorists. Um, I definitely have like an advanced form of terrorism compared to how it was back in the day. It's like back in the day when you had like, uh, we, we did an intro about the Bader-Meinhof gang. It's like, yeah, they'd come over and they'd rob a bank and, you know, um, they'd put on like, you know, they, they, they'd wear 70s clothes. They're all stylish and cool. But, you know, you never saw them like kidnap a, world's, a world leader and decapitate them and then put the video on YouTube. That didn't happen back then. No, it didn't. They didn't even try to put it on network television. I mean, they didn't. They wouldn't even be heading people back then. But yeah, that's technology. Now you got YouTube. You got more people to reach. You want to go viral? You got to behead somebody or burn a pilot that's still living. I mean, you got to, you know, you got to step it up if you want to compete with today's entertainment. And that's basically, I think, what terrorists see themselves as a new branch of entertainment. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's like you know, back in the day when we used to have to watch. Remember Faces of Death? Yes. It's like that's essentially their life. His face is a death. It's like they, I, I saw some video online of uh, some uh, ISIS terrorists uh, punishing a bunch of adulterers. Like uh, there were four guys that apparently cheated on their wives and one woman. And they're all buried. And uh, they were just like pounding them with stones. And it's like women and children are watching. Like this was, a, was a, an event. It's like us going to watch a pro wrestling match. It's like in, you know, in Afghanistan, wherever they're from, it was, uh, or Syria, you know, it's a bunch of group of them like, hey, let's go watch the stoning. And, you know, they, I think that's the mentality. It's like you grow up. It's like, yeah, you can do, you know, a 12 year old can decapitate somebody and it's you know, not going to scar you for life and, you know, force you to get therapy as you get older, as it, as it would happen here. Yeah, I mean, their their uh, their public shamings and their oh, not even I mean, their public stonings, their public killings, beheadings, guillotining, whatever they're doing now. I mean, is basically their Super Bowl. I mean, you know, everybody, you know, how many 
millions of people watch the Super Bowl around the world. To them, that is their Super Bowl, their World Series, their Stanley Cup, their WrestleMania. And that's their form of entertainment. And then they have to, you know, it's like Facebookers trying to outmourn each other after a tragedy. They have to try to outdo each other uh, with the next tragedy by performing the next tragedy. So they're always going to push that envelope the next step forward, unlike, you know, fuck back, yeah, like you said, back when I was growing up, the terrorists, I mean, they'd, they'd hijack a plane to fucking Cuba or to land in Egypt or something, and then they'd fucking get off the plane, you'd never hear from them again. They just needed a ride, you know, it was like hitchhiking a ride, but hitchhiking it on an airplane with a gun in your hand, you know, saying, oh, we'll kill you if you don't fly us there, and then they'd fly him there, and then they'd get off the plane, you never know who the fuck it was, you never hear from him again, he'd go on his merry way, but now, fuck no. No, now it's like a torture porn horror anymore. movie. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's terrible. Um, the next rant we got here is is also fairly topical. It has to do with the uh, the tragedy in Orlando, but it's it's it has to do with another group who is affected by it in a surprising way. Oh my! In the wake of the Orlando gay nightclub shooting, I see that the Indians are shitting all over the gays for taking all the credit for being victims of America's deadliest mass shooting. Apparently, Indians argue that they had hundreds and hundreds of more of their own people slaughtered during the Wounded Knee Massacre. (laughs) Simmer down, people. I think everyone can agree that both the Orlando gay nightclub shooting and Wounded Knee Massacre were deadly. Does it really matter which one was deadlier? Look, whenever you fruits and red faces bicker, just remember that the gay Indian from the village people is stuck somewhere in the middle. Don't make the gay Indian from the village people have to choose between the gays or the Indians. It's like making a child have to choose which parent to live with after a divorce. So the next time you war-painted savages and fudge-packers want to be cunty toward one another, please stop and think about how your actions and constant fighting are going to affect the gay Indian from the village people. I mean, let's face it, the last thing we need is for the gay Indian from the village people to start welling up like that overly sensitive Indian from those 1970s pollution PSA ads used to do every time that pussy saw an empty beer can floating down the river. You got a good point. It's it's interesting. uh, You know, whose side would the gay Indian from the village people be on here? I don't know. Is he more gay or more Indian? I was trying to figure out, like, which does he identify, you know, in this this age of self-identification, what you identify as, does he identify more as an Indian with a, you know, a, a, a feather dress? Yeah, his Native or American background. Or does he identify more as a gay? I have no idea. You tell me. Yeah, you know, I have no idea. I imagine it's probably just, uh, you know, it comes down to convenience. Like, when he's at a casino and he wants some extra chips, he's like, hey, I'm a Navajo. But when he's, you know, at, at the club and he, he's, uh, you know, trolling for anus um i think then he's just like hey i'm gay and let's let's i'm in the village people let's have sex you know i think it's probably just an opportunist to whatever environment he's in like if he's around a bunch of redskins he's gonna be all rush yeah i'm a redskin he's gonna be doing rain dancing all the shit but if he's around if he's at a gay bar with a bunch of fellow fudge packers then he's just you know, it's butt plugs and ball gags and, you know, you know, nine-inch greased-up dildos. It's whatever goes. So you think that he's adaptable to whatever situation you drop him in. I think he's an opportunist. He's, you know, if he's in an Indian, like, setting, it's like, I'm an Indian. If he's at a gay nightclub, let's go gay. I got my tomahawk butt plug on me, ready to go. I think okay, it's something like that. Every- 
I, I, I tend to agree you're probably right because he's probably had to learn, you know, he's been discriminated against as an Indian all of his life. He's been discriminated against because he sucks dicks, and we all know that everybody, the whole world's supposedly homophobic. So he's been discriminated on, on both sides. So he's probably had to learn to be somewhat adaptable and, you know, go back in the closet when he has to be, come out of the closet when he needs to be. But with everything being equal, and hypothetically speaking, if you had, if, if he had to make the decision, if there was a ruling body that said, okay, we got the gays and the Indians fighting each other, it's gays versus Indians, no longer gays and cow- cowboys and Indians, it's gays and Indians, where are your loyalties? You, I mean, if, if, if it was hypothetical and he had to make a decision, mm-hmm. where do you think he'd go? Is he, is, is talk more important or is, uh, you know, uh, you know, living in a teepee more important? It's it's a tough choice. You know, to be quite honest, he probably doesn't need to make the choice because I'm sure he died of AIDS back in the 80s. So it's, it's probably a non-issue. I don't know how many original members are in the village people. Are there any? Uh, and they're still living. I think this is a weird fact. I didn't really realize until recently because sometimes the village people come up occasionally in my life. <laughs> For whatever reason, I'm very, I'm, I, I have very fond memories of the village people. But somebody pointed out to me recently within the last year that Hector, who I think was the top, the lead singer of the band, actually was the only non-gay member of the band. And I think Victor is still around in tours with some, you know, hodgepodge, tossed together, throwing together versions of the village people nowadays. But I didn't realize he didn't suck dicks back then. I figured they all did. Because, you know, the, I saw the ad. I don't know if you ever saw the original village people ad in the San Francisco newspaper in the late 70s. I've never looking for members. I've, I've never it, seen it, the, I've, I've seen the ad online, but I've seen the movie uh-huh. with Steve Gutenberg. You ever see that? No, I never. I didn't know there was a, a movie about the village people. Yeah, Gutenberg. it's about like how they formed and Steve Gutenberg kind of put, got them together to become a band. It's a, it's a, you should you, sure? you should you should watch it. Are you sure this wasn't part of one of the Police Academy movies? Because <laughs> there was Police they Academy did go to the Five or Gay Bar in the first blue in the first uh, Police Academy movie. Does it have anything to do with that? Are you bullshitting me, or is it an actual movie with Steve Gutenberg? There is a Village People movie. Google this after we're done with this segment, and you'll see that there's Google a village. It. It's an origin movie about the Village okay. People with Steve Gutenberg. Who plays a seminal role in uh, in pulling the ba- you know coalescing the band? Did you just say a seminal role? Yeah, <laughs> it's a seminal role. That sounds very appropriate for being a village and uh, talking about a village people movie. <laughs> or inappropriate, one or the other. Well, that's interesting. But, uh, I, I I didn't know that uh, that they even still toured. So I guess there is one original member. Yeah, it's like any other fucking band from the 70s. There's only like one, you know, everybody else is just new fucking people. Like, all you got to do with the village people is like kiss. Just slap on new makeup with the village people. You just put a construction helmet on one, a feather, uh, Indian feather dress on another. Fucking, yeah, construction uh, worker. Any leather barrel yeah. set. I mean, you can dress them up as long as they have a mustache You go with it. You're just fine. Nobody knows if it's the original or not the original. So, But yeah, I think Victor, the black guy, one of the black guys in the band, the lead singer that usually played the top, like the Poncho John yeah, yeah, of the yeah. uh, of the village people, I think he's non-gay. I think he's a, a, a straight, from what I understand. That's amazing that you could be straight and be in that band, considering is, like you're but, a gay icon. Like he passed up yeah, a lot of ass. Absolutely. I mean, you look at that. Like Glenn Hughes, I think was a hairy, a real bushy uh, handlebar mustache, one with a leather cap on. 
It, it, yeah, the ad was fantastic for the band. They were looking for people who could sing and dance, gay guys who could sing and dance and had mustaches and hairy chests. That was their ad. <laughs> <in their hand. laughs> well, you know what? The, the, the beauty of that band is they, they created, or I guess, you know, they, they, they kind of uh, perpetuated this stereotype that's still used to this day. You know, it's like you see a, you see a construction worker, a guy in that biker hat. It's not like you, if you see a guy wearing one of those leather biker hats, it's not like you're like, wow, that guy's really tough and masculine you know and probably gets lots of chicks it's like no that guy's tough and masculine probably listens to judas priest and bangs dudes yeah that's 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 how hell bent for leather um yeah which the title i mean why people couldn't see where that rob alford was gay back in 1981 i know me and my friends did we we looked at we saw the the title hell bent for leather and we used to say to ourselves this this guy's got after the Police Academy movies came out with a blue oyster bar. There was a leather gay bar. <laughs> we kind of we, we looked at each other because we were all listening to Judas Priest, and I I still do. I love Judas Priest. I don't care if they're all gay, but I, I remember looking over to my friends when we're watching the blue oyster scene when we're at the theater. I'm like, Does, you think Rob Helford? You think Rob Helford might be gay? Like that had dawned on us right then that Helford's probably gay, but he didn't come out for another fifteen years or so. I remember as a kid when I, I, Priest was one of my favorite bands of uh, like uh, of the of like that, especially that genre of metal, like early metal. Um, yeah. But I remember when I listened to Priest back in the day, it's like it didn't even cross my mind that he could be gay. Like I didn't even think about it. Didn't even occur to me till years later. You know when I, um, you know when he came out. It's like, and, and at that time, you know, I knew more about gay people. I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's not, it doesn't surprise yeah, me. But there are a lot of Priest fans that were, like, completely insulted by it. Like, they felt betrayed, you know? Right. I, I, was, I had my gaydar up, uh, like, ten years before he came out. I, I kept saying to people, this guy's got to be gay. I don't care if the fucking guy can belt out a tune. I don't care how many dicks he sucks. He can fucking belt out a tune, and maybe that even helps his voice for all, you know, for all I know. Maybe it's good for his voice. His vocal cords. So whatever he's doing, he's doing something good. So keep it up, whatever you're doing, Rob Alford. But yeah, I I knew that. Uh, you know, long. I mean, then after he came out, then you look back at the songs, and it's yeah. so obvious. Grinder, Turbo <laughs> Lover. You know, Hell bent for leather. Any, yeah. Doesn't get any gayer than the the, ter- the name of a song called Grinder. In fact, now there's the gay Tinder is called Grinder. So that you know that goes to tell you right there. I still think you got another thing coming has to do with fisting. I still think so, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm reading in between the lines here. But the funny thing about Priest and other metal bands, why didn't we think like the dudes in Motley Crue or Poison were gay? Because look at how gay those guys were. They're wearing like tight leather pink pants and makeup. Where it's like we, you know, it's and then Rob Halford comes out. And we're like, oh, I'm never going to listen to Priest because he's gay. But I'll still put on a, a Warrant record. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, when when Poison's first record came out, I jerked off to all four members of the band. <laughs> no, this is true. I'm not lying about this. I, it's well documented. I jerked off to the because I thought they were hot chicks. I'm like, holy fuck, look at these hot fucking broads. Who are these fucking chicks? And I jerked off to the entire album cover. I think it was uh, Look What the Cat Dragon. Was that their first one? Or yeah, um, I think that was their first album. <laughs> I, I remember. Yeah, well, back then, I mean, wasn't it an issue, like, in the late 80s? Like, you could see, you know, uh, who you think is a chick with long blonde hair and, like, you know, a tight ass and, like, leather pants. And you're just like, oh, that girl's hot. And you've been checking her out, you know, for, like, the past half hour. And you go over to go talk to her. Turns around, it's a dude. 
Yeah, I, that it, happened. It happened quite frequently. In fact, I got a buddy who had long hair that somebody whispered at and said, "Woo!" Like one of my like was our other buddy. We didn't realize it, but the buddy I was with like whistled and like you know, "Hey, baby!" or something like that. Turned around, it's our fucking buddy. He's in a rock band. Like, uh, it was the most uncomfortable, awkward moment I've ever had. But yeah, if you want to talk about destroying your self-esteem? You jerk off to every member of Poison in 1989, and then the next day find out they were all dudes and try to explain that to yourself. <laughs> wow. Not good for the self-esteem. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm amazed you never tried suicide. All right, we got, <laughs> we got time for one more rant here. Um, this one's also fairly topical. It has to do with the, uh, the rapist that pretty much got off with a, a slap on the wrist at Brock Turner over at Stanford. I think if we've learned one thing from this Stanford rape case, it's that college campuses need to establish rape-free zones because their drug-free zones and gun-free zones have worked so wonderfully. A few rape-free zone signs strategically placed all over campus should stop these rapes in no time. Hmm. Do you think, uh, how do you think they would enforce a rape-free zone? It's just like they'd have a sign there and the rapist would be like, eh, I better go somewhere else because this is a rape-free zone. Yeah, I mean, it, it works the same as the drug-free zones by the high schools or the uh, the gun-free zones and pretty much everywhere you go now. I, I, you, know, they, you know, those are supposedly supposed to stop drug dealers from dealing drugs near the playground and to stop people from barging into stores or whatever or nightclubs or theaters and shooting everybody in sight. So they work so well. Those those other signs work so well. I'm, I'm assuming a, a rape-free zone <laughs> sign would work just as well. What would a rape-free zone sign look like? Well, it would say rape-free zone on it, and then it would have, like, the dick and the pussy uh, with the slash, the circle around it and the slash down the middle. <laughs> okay, so, like, like, no penis entering vagina and then a slash. Okay, I could see that working. You know, no, I don't know how you, you – go ahead. What's interesting about this guy, this Brock Turner, obviously this is a, a blatant case of white privilege. I think if he was a black guy, he'd either be shot at the scene – or uh, he would be in prison for the next 30 years. Uh, but being that he's white and he's from an affluent suburb in, uh, in Indiana or Ohio, wherever he's from, um, he gets six months. And uh, the only thing that, that happened to him is he's banned from swimming for life. Oh, geez. Um, however, the thing is with that guy, do you think this is going to affect his dating life like in the future? Or do you think everyone's just going to forget about it? Well... It'll, first of all, I think it will actually help him get dates in the future because I think he'll be put on the sex offender registry. And I think the sex offender registry is like is like Tinder. I mean, it will, if you have every you, if you're looking to date somebody, and why not look on a sex offender registry? It'll tell you where they live, what they're into. Obviously, you know, it, it lists you know if they're a rapist or a molester. It'll tell you their profile, kind of the things that they like or don't like. So I think it will help his prospects in the future. Plus, we get that. You see it with the serial killers. I think you've interviewed somebody who was dating Charles Manson or something <laughs> from outside the prison walls. I think there's a fetish for just, you know, you know, sex predators, just like there is for any other, you know, criminal of any type of stature. There, I think some chicks might actually be somewhat uh, enamored by the fact that he's Brock Turner, the famous Stanford rape case uh perpetrator. So I think it actually might help his future prospects. Now, they could be a little mentally unstable, the people he attracts, 
hmm. um, because anybody that's, you know, kind of into a fetish of that type of a niche is probably a little bit, you know, not as stable as some of the other people in society. So he may have to deal with you know, that. But other than that, I think he, it might help him get laid. So do you think that same reasoning could apply to someone like, uh, say, Bill Cosby? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I mean, not only that, but Bill Cosby may not have a lot of money if he's law- if, if he loses some of these lawsuits, he may be out, you know, some of that cash. But I mean, I think anytime there's celebrity, celebrity dumb, so to speak, involved, which in this case, Brock Turner is now somewhat of a, uh, a celebrity, at least for these, these next fifteen minutes, you know, his his fame, like anybody else that's in like you know some sort of tabloid case like that, will probably disappear like a Joey Buttafuoco or a, or a Cato Kalin or something somewhere down the road. But, I mean, he still will always be able to play off of that at some point. And, you know, I, I, I think there's, I think there's a, you know, people love celebrity in this country. And it doesn't matter what, why you're a celebrity. If it's for something, an actual accomplishment, or it's if it's for a, a murder. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the notoriety they like. What I do wonder, though, is how many girls, actually, when they meet a new guy on OkCupid or Tinder, and they start dating mm-hmm. him a couple times, how many girls actually look the guy up on the sex offender registry? Probably not many. I, probably not many, cause I, but I, I would imagine it's higher though than you might think. Because, you know, in this day and age, everybody's so paranoid about everything. I mean, fuck you. If a guy walks past the playground that's 800 feet away, you know, everybody in the fucking neighborhood thinks that guy's like, hey, trying to fuck one of their kids. You know I mean? Everybody's on such high alert. You know, anytime you see a fucking brown-skinned person with a turban on his head getting onto an airplane, no matter what, you're kind of getting in the back of your head. I wonder if he's got a bomb or some C4 strapped to his foot. You know, it goes through your head whether you know you want it to or not. No matter how politically correct or incorrect it is, people do have biases and prejudices. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that that happens, you know, regardless. Yeah, they, it's interesting you bring that up, especially with the racial profiling. It's like you see a brown-skinned person, you know, on a plane, you think terrorists. You see a black guy, you know, walking down the street, you know, when you're when you're across the across the across the way on the other sidewalk, you're thinking, "Oh no, I'm going to get robbed." You see a white guy, you know, just by himself near a playground, you think pedophile. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> I, you know, even if he's not even close to being a pedophile, but parents, especially parents, are so fucking yeah. paranoid that every fucking anybody walking the planet wants to bang their kid. And it's 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 asinine, but it's all you see in the news. Every time you turn on the TV, some there's a molester on there, every time a murderer, or a serial rapist, or whatever. So I mean, you know, it's just. Uh, so I imagine that women nowadays, especially that most states have access to their sex registry uh, information. I imagine that more chicks do it than you think. Once they know your name and stuff like that, they're going to date you. I mean, there, there's probably a higher percentage than we think that maybe run your name through that database just to make sure they're not going out with a rapist or, you know, John Wayne Gacy or something of that nature. So, you know, it'd be interesting. Yeah. I would like to see the statistics on how many times girls have looked up John Steele in the sex offender registry. I bet it's happening right now as we speak. <laughs> With good but reason. With good reason. <laughs> because I have offended a lot of people, a lot of women sexually. Let's face it. I should be on the sex offender registry because I've offended them by not satisfying them. I've offended them by, by uh, premature ejaculation, by having a limp dick halfway through the fucking sexual act. So if that, that's kind of, it's a different type of offending somebody sexually, but I've offended a lot of women in the bedroom. I wonder how many Jews you've cock-blocked uh, with, with, your, with your rants. That's what I would like uh, to know. I know the one. 
Maybe and two. If, if the girl you were fucking was Jewish, I don't know what her first there is, if she's Jewish or not, but if, there, if she was, then I'd just cock block two people. <laughs> well, there you go, people. As a warning, don't let Fistful of Steel come on when you're having intercourse. It's going to cock block you. It's going to ruin the whole mood. Anyway, Steel, we got to get going. Thank you uh, for being on the show. We'll be back next month with another Fistful of Steel. Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my Logaric's disease got pretty bad, let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E. I am now a new man. Thanks. So Harrison, we got a few phone calls. Let's take on hotline. People remember 323-522-4032 is that number. That's 323-522-4032. Uh, you know, I wasn't too impressed with the calls we got this week. No. We got we got a few good ones. We're gonna play a few good ones, but we need some uh, calls with substance. We need some good stories here. Quality or, yeah, characters. quality characters. That's yeah. what we need. Mm-hmm. We need people who are seeking advice, say the sage advice from Harrison. Harrison oh, yes. P. Lovecraft. Indeed. So call with some decent questions and some good stories. Three two three five two two four zero three two. Um but we did but as I said, you know, not all the calls are bad. We did we got some good ones here. Uh we got a call from Brian. Uh Brian from Florida who's giving us an update on um on having sex with that midget. I think he had a uh, a sex capade with a midget. Ah, yes. I'm eager to hear how this went. Yeah. Hey, it's Brian from Florida. I was giving you an update on my experience with the midget. Uh, that actually turned out to be one. Do you think he has a regular mustache, or do you think it's one of those mustaches that goes down on the sides? I think we were saying that he sounded yeah. like Sam Elliott, right? Yeah. 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 I think he has a, a Sam Elliott. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like he has a one of those handlebar mustaches. Yeah, yeah. The best experiences of my life. Uh, we made a whole weekend out of it, and oh my god, she is actually incredible, extremely flexible, open to trying anything. Um, god damn, turns out son. her favorite thing is to be tied up, blindfolded, and gagged while I do her in the ass. God damn. Wow. Yeah. Harrison is yes. really turned on. Harrison is thinking of bananas right now. Yes. Yes, I absolutely am. <laughs> you know, I Curve can't even walk down the street eating a banana without somebody yelling out of a car to me while they drive by. How often do you walk down streets eating bananas? More often than you'd think. That's, it's you know? weird. I usually yeah. eat bananas in my kitchen. No, I eat them on the street because I buy them at the store, you know, and then I'm walking home and I eat it. But how do you eat it? Do you like unpeel it and then break off a piece and eat it? I just kind of just... like essentially suck the oh, top okay, of it so you're... and lick, <laughs> lick, like wrap my tongue around the fucking thing and you just jack yeah. it off a little oh, yeah, bit. I do, oh, okay. I do. All right. yeah. Well, hence the uh, the mm. the yelling from the calls, mm. the cars. But uh, we had to put a hold on it. Her husband came back into town. Uh, he's God an damn. architect with a local company. <laughs> so her husband <laughs> is an architect, and oh. Do you think he's a dwarf? The cuckolded architect. 
Sherlock Holmes in the case of the cuckolded midget architect. Wait, what? Do you think he's the husband's a dwarf? I don't know. Hopefully, he's going to tell us. Yeah, if he doesn't just, tell us, I'll be very disappointed. I just would love to, uh, mm. you know, have the husband be a dwarf and then show up at this. Guy's come work home in the middle of it <laughs> and just beat yeah. the shit out of yeah, him, yeah, yeah. like Warwick Davis, yeah. you know, uh, fighting but Ricky she's Gervais. Little, and so extras. Imagine like he's got to be fucking her, and she's like on a bookshelf. You know, he's got her like up on a bookshelf, and he's, you know, I mean, goddamn. I've often said that I think it'd be yeah. a huge boost for the self-esteem having sex yeah. with like a dwarf because it, yeah. her tiny hands would make your dick look so huge. Yeah. Although it's got to be, you know, like her, her parts must be less. There must be less room in there to really go nuts. Yeah, but you know, you they know? say that about uh, yeah. people. Always say like, "What about male dwarfs? Like, are their yeah. dicks really small, like yeah. proportional?" But yeah. they say that their genitalia is the same. So I imagine. You know, yeah, but inside of you, there's only so much space. You know what I'm saying? Could be. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. But they have they have children. I mean, they they give birth. Right. And he's on the road a lot, so we're just waiting for him to leave again, so we can hook up and uh, take it to the next level on the road again what's the next i level? can't wait for that midget architect to get <laughs> on the road again <laughs> but regardless she is a total freak and it is some of the best i've ever had uh, also um the uh doppelganger i have at work that looks just like d oh yes yeah, yeah, he's okay. turned out to be a solid worker don't care about his sexuality. It doesn't matter. He's a good, solid guy. But uh, just want to give you that on the midget. And yes, she is a real midget. I really thought he was going to say, yeah, that, that D, that D doppelganger fella, he's gayer than a football bat, I got to say. <laughs> but, oh, my God, every hole is just amazing. And I can't wait till our husband leaves again so I can hit it some more. It's a huge endorsement. Keep it, about uh, keep it sick. Midgets. Keep it wrong. You guys take care. That's a big endorsement with midget fucking. God here. damn. That's sir, that is inspiring. That's an ah. inspiring tale. I really you know, this guy is a very progressive Floridian. He is. He's a very progressive Florida man. Yeah. If Florida votes to secede from the union, I bet you he's gonna vote to remain. Right. You know? Yeah. I, well, I guess Florida can't leave the you know? That would just be I God. I read that Texas is actually considering hmm. Uh, a secession vote like they want yeah. their own there's well not texas not that the real texas government but uh, i read that there's a a group in texas the texas nationalist movement mm-hmm. is calling on the uh, uh the texas governor to get an independence referendum for the yeah. lone star state yeah austin will really go for that they'll love that well, it's kind of like uh, people are saying london wanted to remain in the eu right so I wonder if that if that's what would happen. Like if Texas seceded, if Austin's like, no, we're still part of the union, but the rest of this state is fucked. Oh, it'd be like a like a, a Berlin situation. Yeah, you know, where it was- <laughs> like a, like East Berlin guy. Where it'd thing. be split. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Um, have you ever had sex with a little person? I have not. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know. It's, I mean, if, it if, it, if it's anything like the experience that uh, Brian is recounting, it's right. something I think I'd like to do. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, sounds like sounds a fucking, cool. sounds like a great time. Yeah. I do really mm. hope, though, that her husband is a vengeful dwarf, and he's going to come after him. <laughs> like a time bandit. Right. Like he's going to come through oh, like a yes. portal yeah. and beat the shit out of you at work in front of your coworkers. Like the leprechaun. <laughs> fucking popping out of drawers, ripping your fucking finger off. Just you be know? careful. Yeah, be Throwing careful. shoes at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you stop them. You got to throw shoes and they have to fix them. Yep, you know? that's how it works. All right. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, well, uh, more power to you there, Brian, and uh, yeah. I hope, Where's uh, me Jew gold? I hope you get another midget sexcapade in your future. Want to hear about it. Love it. Love to see the, the uh, you know, the, the bondage and the midgets together. Doors Always. need love, too. Yes. Um, you know, we have another uh, call that has to do with some kink, some mm-hmm. kinky action here. Uh, Christina, who was a, a frequent contributor to the show, actually. She hasn't called in a while, but uh, she calls into the story of kink. Hi, it's Christina, uh, and I'm calling back. I'll keep it under three minutes this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, as I mentioned before, I've called in the past, and I called a lot about being, you know, working in the sex industry in various degrees. And I wanted to talk about a couple of in- events that had happened in the past, or, you know, the past year, that have kind of marked the end of it for me. The first of which is that the box in New York City, I don't live in New York City anymore, um, really, really known for being like an underground sexy place for yuppies to go to. Only the, you know, hottest people got in and I got in. Um, and Wait, what, what is it? The, the box? box? Have you ever been there? No. I've never even heard of this. I'm not hot enough to get in there. I've sounds never even like, heard of it. It might not even, might be after my time. I'm not really sure. It sounds like a sex club. That they have in like somewhere. It's a, is it, it underground is a sex club? No, but I mean, it's like an about? underground sex club. Oh, that you probably have to have an invite to. Yeah, you can't get in unless that. Yeah. Well, th- there's some in uh, San Francisco that advertise in the paper. Well, but no, I wonder if this one's like this, no. This one's a fairly. I, I don't think it's secret, but I think they won't let you in just because you have money or something. You know, a lot of the ones, especially here in LA, it's like. If you're a chick, you get in free. Yeah, yeah. If you're a dude, you got to pay 40, 60 bucks or some shit. Or or no single dudes. You have to be with a girl. Right, yeah. So maybe this is, maybe that's Or what a trans is. woman. Hmm? That can also count. And I went with, you know, a couple of friends of mine, one of which is uh, well-known, you know, up and coming or I guess well-known drag queen and, and that kind of scene. And it's, a, you know, really, I thought it would be cabaret style, but it's more like, again, it's very clubby and, not really my scene, or you know, as I thought it might have been. Um, not really impressed with it, if only because you know I come from a very sordid background myself. Uh, so the acts, you know, I thought would be pretty cool. One of them was it was like a hot, you know, black chick wearing this kind of gold mesh so you could see her tits and and the ass underneath, and she was really super hot. Um, so I really liked that. There were some, you know. Other kind of acts, hmm. or it was just naked women kind of flouncing around on stage, which, hmm. again, I've seen it all, so it's kind of like, meh. Um, but to other guys, of course, they enjoyed it. Then came Rosewood. Rosewood is a drag queen with big, goofy, curly hair, and her scene... Or- it sounds like a secret government project. It doesn't actually Rosewood. sound like a drag queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so this is a sex club. Is right. it a sex club or is it a club with sexy acts on stage? That's what I, I'm confused about. I think it's both. I'm going to so, go ahead and say it's both. Because like with the one I was just talking about, the mm. power exchange, it's like mm. you go there mm. to fuck. Like you go right. and you go into a, a themed room and you have sex. There's no mm. performances. Come see a show and fuck in the back after. You think that's you know? what this is? Yeah, this I think is so. like he's a yeah. erotic cabaret and fucking in the back. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Yeah. Just like Weimar fucking Germany. Regardless, um, is pretty much him fucking himself with a huge ass dildo. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's fake blood 
or real blood. By the way, he made a whole bloody mess on stage. Well, like Guar. Yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like Guar. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. actually kind of cool. And Rammstein used to do that, too. I wonder if blood is just shooting out over yeah. the spectators. <laughs> you got to wear a tarp in the yeah. front row, like a Gallagher concert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Gallagher should add that to his act. He should, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's let's hip it up a little, guys, you know? That was pretty much it. So uh, I'm like, you know, throw my hands up in the air, like, that's it. I'm kind of done with this shit. This is stupid. Uh, I do have another story that's very similar to that. I don't, you know, I'll tell it another time, but I just thought to myself, wow, this is supposed to be kinky, but it just seems really messy and kind of gross and not that sexy. And, uh, yeah. That's my story. I will call back soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. I, I do like Christina's calls. Yes. She usually does have entertaining stories. What I'm wondering about this, though, do you think it's not a, a the, the fact that it's sexy or not, or do you think it's Christina's maturing? You know, and she's getting older, and maybe she's just not as into it as she used to be. I mean, that all, all, the, all of that sounded very humdrum until the... Uh... The, the drag queen. The, 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 yeah, the dildo. Yeah, the dildo blood. part. But I mean, the, the dildo I, blood. Yeah, but if I was in like, you know, in New York and someone invited me to this like mm-hmm. kinky party and that was going on, I'd be like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, some drag queen's fucking herself with a dildo and spraying blood all over. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't mind I checking that out. You know. That's why I'm wondering if Christina's like got this whole, I've been there, done that, just kind of bored of it. Maybe she just needs a change of scenery. Yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe you should go check out the sex clubs in Miami. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying it sounds like she's over it. Right. Boy, yeah, that sounds. Not, that's you know? the sex clubs in Miami. That sounds safe. Nothing. What could go wrong there? That's fine, right? <laughs> maybe the sex yeah, clubs yeah. in Romania. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Have you ever actually been to like a a sex club like that where they're doing things on stage? Mm, yes. Yeah, but no, it's all stupid bullshit, you know. Yeah, I kind of feel the same thing. Yeah. It's like I've been to parties where mm. there's like been like some kind of sexy performances or something, but mm. you know, it's not really my scene. It's never has been my scene. I guess the thing is with Christina is she was involved in the uh, you know the adult entertainment oh, industry. I so I the say. fact that she was a dominatrix and yeah. stuff like that, it probably takes a lot to impress her. Well, when I go to those things, I don't give two shits about watching other people. I just kind of want to like bring my bitch around and play with her in front of other people. That's what I like to do. You, know? you like the exhibitionist yes. factor. Yes, yeah. that's what I like. So, well, I mean, I don't know. I've, if I was invited to an underground sex club, though, uh-huh. I think I would definitely go. Okay. Why not? Yeah, no. Yeah, what's the one that you went to? Um... The Layer de Sod. Yeah, That one you have to have a membership to, yeah. So can a single guy get a membership or do you actually have to go with a girl? <laughs> I think it's like the Masons where somebody has to, like, you know. Someone has to die. Invite you inherit yeah, yeah. You inherited it from your father. Did yeah. Pappy Harrison pass it down to you? I don't think so. I don't think he was a member of the Laird Assad. <laughs> He's like, Harrison, sit on my knee. Yeah. My grandfather gave me this. I'm going to pass it to you. <laughs> this is your golden key yeah. to Laird Assad. <laughs> anyway uh yeah look forward to hearing some more stories there christina and uh the last call we got is about from that guy that went to tokyo mm-hmm. he's got all these weird tokyo the main stories. cafe fellow yeah that guy mm. hey second wrong this is alex uh i called a while ago with oh this is the bbc announcer guy Oh, yeah, 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 the, yeah. that BBC voice. Yeah. Uh, a story about the maid cafe in tokyo coming up next it's christiane i'm on poor <laughs> and uh 
you guys uh, seem to like my voice a lot, so uh, I thought I'd <laughs> ring in again uh, with another Tokyo story. So it's like a hot chocolate. It's so smooth. It is you know? smooth. Yeah. Mm. Uh, while I was out there, we were on the metro system, and uh, so when you drive around on these metro cars, they're really, really quiet. Like there's no rule written anywhere saying you can't talk. But you know, I ain't gay or nothing. But in a prison situation, I would fuck this kid as long as he like would read the BBC World News to me while I fucked him. Regardless of what is he looks like, because we don't know what he looks like. We don't know what he looks like. I'm extrapolating here. I was saying, know? what Bear if he looks me. like Danny DeVito or something? No, I can't. He wouldn't be. He's got. A, I, I imagine or him. Barney looking, Frank. I imagine him kind of feminine. You know. Oh, okay. That's what I'm like feminine. Yeah, like a uh, have, the guy that plays Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, I'd ha- it'd have to be somebody very feminine. You know, <laughs> but let's try uh, to picture what I what I I think he kind of mm. reminds me of the dude that's in uh, what's his name, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm picturing. Okay, this kid sounds young. You know, yeah, maybe I don't. Know. All right, <laughs> everyone doesn't talk. Like it, just dead silent. Um, it's really quite strange actually. But uh, yeah, so we're on there. My friend's sitting opposite me, and I'm sat next to this Japanese guy, and we're both kind of turned away from each other. He's just watching something on his iPad. Um, but my friend, like about ten minutes into the journey, just starts making faces at me. He's clearly trying to tell me something, but he can't just say it out loud, and he can't text it to me because the phone signal is like atrocious when you're going underground. What is it like a library? So I have to wait. No, they're on the train. I know, but why can't you speak? Is it just not customary to, to have a conversation on the train? No, because he doesn't want the guy to hear it. You know. Yeah, but he said everybody's quiet. Right. Like no one's talking. So I mean, if you like, you know, started talking or speaking in tongues or whatever, they're gonna shush you. Well, let's hear the fucking yeah. rest of the thing. Until we get off at our stop. And um, he tells me that, like, I couldn't see it because I was turned away from the guy, but this this guy was just watching porn on his iPad, just in front mm. of everybody on the train. And, it, you know, it was a busy train. It was packed. People, you know, yeah. some people sat down, some people standing up. Yeah, it's not polite to point that out in Japan. You, you know? can't just be like, this guy's hey, watching porn. this guy's watching porn. Ah! <laughs> you know? Surprised. You bring shame upon his entire family. I said, do you think that's even shameful, or is that just normal behavior in Japan? Probably normal. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. Watch right. porn on the train. And he was just watching, uh, like, Wonder Woman have sex with Chun Li from Street Fighter. Apparently, I think I actually have that on my on my <laughs> on my laptop. I'm pretty sure I do. I was about to say that's Harrison's fantasy yeah. right there. I think literally, I think I have the fucking Chun Li fucking Wonder Woman. Weren't you telling me you bought a Wonder Woman outfit for women to wear? Of course, yeah. Really, <laughs> uh, yeah. You gotta respect the the balls of that man. Um, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Uh, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Shout out to the Twisted Firestarter and to the Retarded Scoutmaster. I really enjoy their stories when they call in. <laughs> And uh, actually, I have a song request if you feel like taking requests. Um, could you play uh, Babylon Sister by Steely Dan? Uh, I heard recently that it's about uh, a guy going to sleep with loads of uh, prostitutes and doing a bit of cocaine. And I've just been thinking about it a lot recently. Uh, hmm. See you guys. Isn't Steely what? Dan a yacht rock band? They are, yeah. yeah. 
But when did we become fucking Wolfman Jack's flower power hour? <laughs> what are we people making requests? Taking you know, requests. I do fuck? like Steely Dan, though. I actually do kind of like yeah, Steely Dan, Donald too. Fagan. Is a yeah. Fuck musician. the Eagles. Yeah. I like Steely Dan. They're, they were enemies. Arch were they? enemies. Yeah, yeah. They, actually, I've, I've read that. Yeah. Yeah, fuck the Eagles. I never yeah. liked the Eagles. Bullshit. But I do like Steely Dan. Yeah. Um, I already have a song that, that we're mm. playing at the end of this week's show, though. God, have so. you been following this fucking Led Zeppelin thing? Uh, you know, it's and that that the trial's happening here. Oh, it's yeah. I've been like reading some of it. I, I, what I'm waiting for is when yeah. it all kind of uh, people. This is a uh, yeah. it's it, this band Spirit is suing Led Zeppelin for stealing the song "Stairway to Heaven" or at yeah. least the riff from it. I think once it all is uh, resolved, we should talk about it here on the show. Definitely. It's well, because it's, it's funny because they're asking like Jimmy Page all this shit. He's on the stand, you know, and they're like. You know, on uh, February 14th, uh, 1971, did you, in fact, encounter this person back? It's like, who the fuck would remember? <laughs> what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Well, Jesus. did they say Spirit went on tour with them? I yeah. was opening for them? Yeah. And so that's where they claim that they ripped their song off? But, I mean, even if you're not doing a fucking shit ton of drugs and... You know, How are you going to remember that? It was like four years fucking, ago. fucking, you know, 13-year-old groupies every four <laughs> seconds. How, how are you going to remember that shit? God yeah, damn. exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah. Uh, you know what's interesting about this guy's call here, the, the guy looking at porn on the uh, train. Do you think that dude was loading porn on his phone just to fuck with the two English guys? Um, no. You think this was just like, you know, he was yeah. doing it just authentic, like it was an authentic porn viewing session for him? Yeah, absolutely. Because have you seen that uh, that that? So what happens when you drop a fucking atom bomb on people? You know. But have you seen that viral video where there's that one comedian goes on New York City trains and he has all these fake books of like you know the forty rules of fisting and it's right. in like really big letters that tie inside. He like videotapes the reactions of people. Yeah. Like oh my god, that guy's reading about fisting. That's what that's what made me think of this. Yeah, I don't think this is Japanese improv everywhere. All right, I think this is uh, <laughs> this is just earnest fucking train behavior. Earnest train behavior. Of an otaku. Watching Wonder Woman, finger bang, Chun-Li. Oh, yeah. Hot. Mm. Anyway, people, call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 323-522-4032. We are on our way out of here. Real quick, we appreciate if you go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, comment. I believe the last comment we received was in May, so we're due for some new comments. If they're good, we'll read them here on the show. Yeah. Also, we have t-shirts still available at the Sick Wrong store. Not that many larges left, so if you want a large, I'd get one as soon as you can. SickWrongPodcast.com slash store. Get the new Aleister Crowley-inspired tea. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's who inspired me. Um, Sick Wrong Song of the Week. We've had another celebrity death. Another musician death. This is the year where all the musicians die. Um, Bernie Worrell, the keyboardist uh, from Parliament Funkadelic. Ah. Yeah, he indelibly changed the sound of funk and hip-hop. He died uh, on Friday of lung cancer, hmm. 72 years old. Yeah. Not even that old. Um, but he made tremendous contributions to music during his lifetime. And uh, we're going to end the show with one of his songs, one of my favorite songs that he actually did. I mean, he worked on some great songs like uh, Flashlight. Yeah. Probably one of the biggest oh, yeah. P-Funk songs. A Mothership Connection, Give Up the Funk. Uh, but this one, this song right here is... Always been one of my favorites. One of my favorite Funkadelic albums. Super stupid. Hit it and quit it. Okay, yeah. Hit it and quit it from uh, the album Maggot Brains, Funkadelic mm. song. So we're gonna end the show here. Hit it and quit it. Dedicated to Bernie Worrell. Mm. People will be back next week at episode five thirty nine. Till then, take it easy.
fat porn to one of our parties or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, I used to bring them once I met you guys. I, oh, okay. I, by that point, I'd had an, a catalog of fat porn that I had built up uh, for special occasions. So, yeah, I probably, I think Life in the Fat Lane or something. Yeah, I, I think it was Life in the Fat Lane that you just put on at a party. I think it might have even been in my house. But, it um, may have been, yeah. I used yeah. to bring those around all over the place. Like, anybody who was having a party, even if it was like a non like it was a regular party where chicks and stuff were, I'd bring yeah. over a fat chick porn just to throw, like when people were even, like TV wasn't even on and people were just drinking and mingling and having a good time playing cards or whatever, I'd sometimes just bring a porn over, <laughs> flip it into the VHS uh, or, the, or the VCR and hit play and turn the TV on and then leave the room and watch them, like outside the window, watch people's reaction when they realize, one, there's a porn on the TV for some reason. <laughs> Two, it's a fat chick porn. <laughs> <laughs> 